welcome to the Wealth and Purpose Podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to creating wealth in a way that feels really good and live their purpose fully in the process. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive business coach. I'm also a wife, a mom to two preteens, a professor, Girl Scout leader, and well, hey, you get it. Like you, I wear a lot of hats. Whether you're looking for inspiration to get started or strategies to get growing, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Welcome everyone to Wealth and Purpose. Today, my guest, Bonnie Lonsbury, is just, I'm thrilled to have her. She is an author, blogger, speaker, and an expert on conscious creation. The reason I'm so excited is Bonnie is the very first guest we've had so far that I do not know personally. So I have been introducing you to all the amazing mentors and thought leaders that I have encountered over the course of my journey to creating wealth with purpose that I can promise you are living the life they're describing to you. The reason I asked Bonnie to join us is because I feel like I know her. And how I came to know about her work was a friend gave her book as a gift at an event that I was attending. And it was a beautiful book. And I loved it as soon as I held it. It was called Messages from Your Unseen Friends. And then like happens when you leave a big live event and there's lots of follow-up. I put the book down on my bookshelf and I didn't read it right away. And I was woken up in the middle of the night that I had to go get this book off the bookshelf. It was like months later. I pulled it off. I had been stressing over some nonsense. I opened the page and there was the answer I was looking for. And that was my first introduction to Bonnie. And since then, I have devoured what she has created because I believe she is one of those unique women and specifically women that have been sent to the planet for us this go round to walk a journey that most of us have been asked to walk with elegance and grace so that we can see how it's done. So with that, welcome, Bonnie. Oh, thank you, Patty. I, I didn't really know that story before. That's, that's wonderful. It touches me. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, and you know, the coolest thing, Bonnie is, so my husband is not, you know, super into a lot of the stuff that I talk about and I teach. And, you know, he believes that in the law of attraction and conscious creation to a certain extent, but he's much more traditional in the way he behaves. And I had left out messages from your unseen friends on the coffee table And because at that particular time I was, you know, opening every day, I would just open to whatever page uh, called to me. And about a week later, I had put the book away and he said, where's the blue book? And I was like, the blue book, what are you talking about? He's like, the blue book, the blue book that you have out. And he was like, I've been reading it every night. I love it. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's really cool to hear. I I love that. You know, I think we're all spiritual. We're all connected. We're all one. And, you know, you you don't really know what goes on in the depths of the consciousness of people that you meet. And boy, that's proof right there, huh? Yeah, it is. So for those of you listening who haven't read this book yet and haven't gotten it, I do encourage you to grab it. It is um, the way it's designed is there's the unseen friends and I'm going to let Bonnie describe it, but she talks about the different aspects of divinity. This This is my interpretation the different aspects of divinity that are available to us to grant us wisdom. And so these messages are from each of those parts of us or parts of the divine that we have access to that can give us guidance. And so it's set up where you could just open the book and get a single message. So Bonnie, why don't you talk to me what called to me initially with your work, why I loved it so much was as I had been working with my own spirit guides and and kind of going inward for answers, the feeling that there were these different aspects of myself that could help and that they each had value was, I was feeling it, but I didn't have this concrete kind of structure to it. And then I, when I read your book, it it gave it to me. So can you talk a little bit about what led you to to teach in that way? Because that was your first book, wasn't it? No, actually the map, the map was my first book. Okay. Um, It's interesting, Patty, because when I first got into conscious creation, I didn't call it that then, I called it the law of attraction. 
um, and the law is what allows you to consciously create. So they're, they're very closely linked. Um, when I first got into it, I got into it because I wanted more money and I wanted a great job and I wanted a great healthy body and I wanted a great relationship. I wanted all these things. And surprisingly to me, it opened up this spiritual search. And I didn't really expect that or want that, but it was the biggest gift of my you know, intention and my passion to consciously create. And I wrote, it's actually, it didn't start as a book messages. It, it's an email that I send out every Monday to anybody who's subscribed for free. And you get an email in your inbox from your soul or from God or from the goddess or from your higher self or your subconscious mind. And I did it to do just what you said, Patty, to, to help people have a better relationship with their own unseen friends and to kind of be able to, to grasp onto how they might communicate and how you might communicate back. Mm, I love that. I love that. You know, when I go to a bookstore, the way I find books is I run my hands over the spines of the books. I don't really look. And then whichever one kind of radiates heat, I grab it. And whenever I hold your books, there's just so much love that pulses off of the, the energy of the book itself. It's just delicious. Thank you. And, and just to mention, I haven't told you this, but um, next week, the Messages 2 comes out. So <gasps> I'll be happy to send you a copy. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> ridiculously exciting oh my goodness if you saw what my existing book looked like it is the most well-loved book ever okay so before we go any further I want you to tell everyone your story because if you've read Bonnie's books then you know the story but I find your story to be so engaging and so important and and so much of the example of why what I want listeners to hear so Tell you tell whatever parts you feel right now called to tell. If if I didn't know I lived this story, I wouldn't believe this story because you know it just seems unbelievable in a lot of ways. Um, but I lived it, and your friend knows me; she's been around for a good portion of it. I I came upon this information. I, I was just had just completed three years of four years of graduate school, a joint MBA JD program. And I realized after some family tragedies that it wasn't my bliss. And I, I was lucky I did really well, I was lucky enough to get a clerkship my first year, top 3% of my class. And I sat in the law library one day, I had one year left of both degrees to finish both degrees. And I said, but this isn't my bliss. And I asked for signs and I got signs and I quit. And I came upon a book. It was a Seth book that talked about you create your own reality. And I had just, I mean, I was 30 years old, but I had just started my, you know, my search and just became a believer in, in the divine. I mean, I was an agnostic for a long time and I I don't know how I knew this, but I just absolutely knew this was true. I knew it in my bones and I was laying in bed and I sat bolt upright and I was just like, oh my God, if this is true and I knew it was, I can create anything. It doesn't matter what happens out there. It doesn't matter if I have good luck or bad. It doesn't matter what opportunities are not. I perceive to be out there, it matters what I perceive inside of me and what I think. And at the time, I thought it was just my thoughts. I learned later that there's more to it than just thinking positively. But I was just so overwhelmed with gratitude and joy and excitement to realize that I could create anything, like anything. And, and I still get excited about that because it's still like, it's amazing. And so I went right out, of course, and started to create, right? 
again, I tell you, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so I started focusing all this energy on these things that, that I wanted or thought I wanted at the time and ended up kind of blowing up my life. And I found myself just a couple of years later waiting for the divorce to go through. My kids who were acting out, teenagers, young boys, moved in with their dad and he moved them across the country. My house was in foreclosure. My credit was shot. I had no job. I had no income because my only income had been child support. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I create my own reality. I know this stuff. What, how could this happen? Mm. And, you know, as can I, I look. Can I stop you for a second, Bonnie? Yeah. So I want you to keep telling your story. What I want to do before anyone hears the rest of it, though, is for those of you listening, I want you to just pause now and drink this in because this is a, a point, a turning point in her life, in Bonnie's life. And she was at this place. And so wherever you are, I hope it's a very beautiful, amazing place. But if it's not and something's going wrong, I want you to hear the rest of her story from the understanding that at least the way I've heard the story, Bonnie, it was a pretty low space, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So go ahead. Now we get to go into the good stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's all good, but now the fun part. Go ahead. Yeah, it was a very low space. It was like I felt hopeless and helpless and powerless. And somehow, like, I did it really wrong because it wasn't like, oh, you just had bad luck, Bonnie. It was like, you created it all. Guess who screwed up your life royally? And so, you know, I, I not only felt like I was in this bad, bad place in my reality, but that I put myself there and I didn't know how I did that. And I didn't know how to get out. I was beyond depressed. I was just throwing up my hands and saying, I give up. And ironically, giving up was a perfect thing to do because I was so focused on what wasn't there and lamenting the scarcity and feeling sorry for myself about what I had created and what my life was like and the shambles it was in. I was just creating more and more and more scarcity mm. and shambles and problems. And so I, I just, I did give up. I'm like, I'm not going to forget the stupid law of attraction. I wished I'd never read that book. <laughs> I was just... I came to the point where I said, you know, it just hurts too much to be feeling this way, to hate it when the phone rings because it's going to be a creditor, to hate to get the mail because it's going to be bills and notices of foreclosure and repossessment and just to hate seeing my neighbors because they see the the notices that, that come and, and how I'm served and the for sale sign and and I feel embarrassed and, and ashamed. And I don't like this. And so I decided from that moment on, I'm going to forget about the law of attraction. And I'm just going to focus on every day feeling as happy as I can. Because let's face it, folks, I still have coffee in my cupboard. And every morning I can still make a cup and I can still sit and listen to the birds sing. And I've got a roof over my head for however, however long that lasts. And it's just not worth feeling lousy. Oh, I, I want to stop you there because to me, that was a big part that stood out in your story. And I didn't feel like I read your, maybe I didn't hear it the first time I read your story in the first map book. And in this one, I, I felt it more was what you just said for, I have a roof over my head for this time being. And I've been studying people who have been inspiring me like you trying to find the through lines. Like, what is it the thing that I'm hearing from all of you? That's the same thing. And it was the shift in perspective of, I mean, we all here be in the present moment, but it's something different. It's about really recognizing you actually have no idea what the future holds. So to really focus on what's real and true today and not the story that you're telling yourself about the future. 
Do you feel like that's true for you? I think it's true for everyone. Yeah. Okay. So Ab go back to your story because it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have all this fear in our head about what's going to happen. I mean, most of our, our, <laughs> our issues is all about this made up story. And, and mine was no different. And every day I was focusing on it because I had nothing else to focus on. You know, it was like, how do I get out of this mess? I don't know how to get out of this mess. And this mess is still here. And so that's how I got out of the mess. I decided I would just focus on being happy. And if I'm, you know, homeless, I'll be a happy homeless person, but I'll be happy. <laughs> and, and, you know, it sounds trite, but, but I took it very seriously. And I refused to drop into those depths, the pit anymore. And I just focused on every little tiny shred of gratitude. And sometimes it was nothing about my life, but about, you know, the smile on a child or getting to hang out with my boys or, you know, the feel of the cat snuggling up next to me or the beautiful sunset. I just refused to, to be upset about anything. And you know, it, my life turned around in a heartbeat, Patty. I mean, but you have to understand, it didn't turn around in big, huge ways right away. Well, it's all relative, right? I got a job as a temp within two or three weeks of making that choice. Now, it was only two days a week, and it paid only $10 an hour. So it wasn't going to pay the mortgage to get my house out of foreclosure. But I refused to look at that made myself, I forced myself to be grateful for two days a week, $10 an hour, that's $160 a week. And I got my first check with the taxes taken out. And I looked at that check and I was just so grateful. I said, Bonnie, you made this happen. You put this check in your hands. You created this. And if you created this, you can create anything. Be grateful for this. And I was grateful. And I thought, okay, this is this is feeling a lot better. I'm, I'm not like in those depths of despair anymore. It feels pretty good. I'm just going to play with the law of attraction now. And so I would get to these temp jobs a few minutes early because it was always a new place. And I had no idea where I was going and I wanted to get there on time. And so I would get there early and I would just sit in my car and go into a little meditation where I met with my higher self and my future self and my subconscious mind in this little cafe outdoors in the south of France. And I would tell them, okay, you guys, this is how I want, this is how I want to feel today. And I want you to help me. I want to feel excited. And this is what excited feels like. I want to feel happy. And this is what happy feels like. I want to feel prosperous. And, and really pay attention to this one, guys, because I've been saying this for a long time and you haven't been delivering. So this is what prosperous really feels like. And I would imagine opening up my bank statement when they came in the mail back then and, and seeing like lots of lots of numbers, you know, before the decimal point. Lots of zeros. Yeah. Lots of zeros. Lot, just lots of, it didn't, wasn't a number that I was looking for. I was looking for a feeling. Mm. And, and I want to feel like I'm, I'm helping people. And, and I would have these great days at this temp job, you know, doing these crazy things like, you know, putting together maps of South Africa and, you know, organizing for people and just doing things that were fun for me. And I kept doing that. And I did it for a, a couple of weeks. And within a month, I got a job offer, full-time job offer in a marketing department of a mortgage company. And at first I turned it down and it was scary to do that, but it was like, it, it, it was gonna be really hard for me to make the drive through downtown Denver from North all the way to the tech center in the South. And I said, you know, I would love to do this, but I, I really can't. I'm really wanting to start my own business. And this, is, this job is just gonna to take too much out of me. And I said, don't worry, that's okay. You just work from home, come in one day a week and make your hours for that day. It's like, oh, okay. And I did it. And I just kept playing at it. I just kept having fun with it. Instead of looking at what I didn't have, I kept forcing myself to look at what I did have. 
and change the beliefs along the way too. You know, I just didn't do that. I did what I now teach people to do was to look deeper for why this happened or why that happened because there's a reason for everything. And sure enough, within two years, I got a couple of raises. The first raise, I remember I got the raise and my boss called me and said, well, they gave you this raise, but corporate bounced it back. I'm like, why? They said with your rating, they needed to give you more money than that. So I got Love double. That. <laughs> and then the, the president of this $10 billion company came to me and said, I'm leaving this company. I'm starting my own company. I'm also going to start a marketing company. I want you to be the vice president and I'm going to give you a piece of the company, which was my dream, right? To have my own company. It wasn't my whole own company, but it was, it was partially that. And so I said, yes. And I had such a blast and it was so much fun doing this startup and, and creating all the, the website and the business plan and everything. And, and six months later, the doors closed on that company. And <laughs> I was, I was disappointed to say the least, but I refused to go back to own oh, my God, what's going to happen to me. I decided by that time, um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know it's going to be even better. And sure enough, my my boss in that little startup and I started uh, our own market marketing company and she was the silent partner. We each put in $50. That's the extent of what we put in, $50 a piece. And that was to incorporate in the Secretary of State's office. And six months later, I bought her out. And within five years, it was grossing $5 million in sales a year without another cent put into the company. Wow. I love that part of your story. <laughs> and it was just so fun, Patty. You know, that's the point. I, I, I decided it was going to be on my terms. I wasn't going to work like crazy. I wasn't going to do things I didn't like to do. I would somehow, you know, let, let the universe handle the things I didn't want to do. So I would, I would, you know, hire a manager, but because they walked in the door and then they would hire everybody else because I didn't like hiring. So it was, it was a fun practice to just see what I could do. And, and my, my only caveat was it must be fun. I must have fun at this. And so we did fun things like we had massage days at the office and, and we had potlucks and, and we did all kinds of fun activities with the employees. And so, you know, it was a lot of fun, but it also, you know, made a lot of wealth for me. And so, you know, those two things I think really need to go hand in hand. Yes. And well, so you said, I just did what felt fun, but I think there's a piece that you did along the way that is what you speak to in your books that I want to talk about, which is working on the beliefs. Yeah. And, um, but before we dive into that, do you want to kind of give everyone like a, a footnote, like quick summary of where you are now? Because I know your company's grown way past that point too, and, and your life and your lifestyle and everything you consider to be good. Um, all those abundances have increased. So where are you now, Bonnie? I, well, I sold that company in 2011 and I started Inner Art to teach people how to do what I did basically. And I, I live a life of bliss right now. I'm just so happy. I'm surrounded by incredible beauty. I live in a very private location outside of Boulder, Colorado on a lake, which is quite unusual in Colorado because it's semi-arid here and up a mile in the air. And I just, I, I'm doing what I love. I'm still writing. I'm starting Creation School, which will be an online school to help people delve further into creating their realities. And I'm so excited then. Didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, it's it's going to be creationschool.com. And um, I'm just, I'm loving, 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 loving my life. So, you know, it's, it's really about what happens on the inside of you. And I know that's really easy to say and not as easy to do. But boy, when you can get your inside happiness aligned with your belief system, things just come to you. Like you don't have to try. 
Life should not be about struggle. It should be about ease and joy and fun. Yes. So let's talk about that though, because I think, um, you know, you can focus on the external, like what feels fun. It's doing the belief work. I think that can get really, I'm going to just say the word because I that's where I think it is. Sometimes it feels tedious. And yeah. I think the way you speak to it, you know, you have a seven step process that you teach. And um, we can review those steps if you think it's helpful or I encourage everyone to get the book because you'll learn it at a very deep level. What I love about the way you teach, Bonnie, is that, you know, I've been in this world of thought work for, I don't know, at least 15 years, maybe 12. And everyone talks about you got to get to your core beliefs that are you know messing up the works and turn those around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you even speak to this in one of your books where the way that's normally taught is see what's you have to take 100% responsibility for your life, obviously, but then see what's showing up in your life and then kind of reverse engineer what thought would you need to be thinking to have that be your reality, right? And that's annoying. That's really <laughs> annoying. And you you do something different and I love it because you use, uh, I, I always pronounce it wrong, applied kinesiology. Is that, did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead, talk about, Talk about your process and and what you teach. Actually, there was one other question I had for you. Sorry, I'm bouncing because I'm so excited. I'm such a fan girl. What happened that you went from doing work that you loved, obviously, in the marketing to did was there a moment where you realized, oh, I've been put on the earth to be a teacher of this? I, I actually had known since since right after I quit law school that I would be doing this. Uh, I started way back then teaching and I couldn't make a go at it. I mean, I, I was fairly successful, but I kept having these almost successes. You know, I almost got into the first Soup for the Soul book. Like, I think it was the second one he did. And I had the contract for it and everything. And they pulled my story at the last minute. And so I had a lot of those things that I just, I got really frustrated and then the marketing, you know, company opportunity just fell in my lap and it was fun. And so, you know, even law school was a lot of fun. And, you know, your destiny is not a straight line. Mm. You really have to do what's in front of you that's fun now and trust you'll get to the other places if it's going to be fun. I mean, I'm really a fan of following your joy and making sure your beliefs are in alignment with abundance because your joy is the most important indicator of where you have the most energy and that energy will create abundance if your beliefs are in alignment. Oh, so I love know. that. Yeah. And that makes sense because, you know, kind of the perspective I take is if you get into the flow what I teach is if you get into the flow, the flow is going to take you the quickest way to the desire you have. It just may not be what your mind believes could possibly be that quickest way. And for you, I would imagine becoming an expert in marketing was really critical to you getting this message out to the largest population of people possible. Yes, that that helped as well. But so did just creating the success. Mm, got and it. And knowing, you know, going through all the beliefs that I needed to go through to to be sure that I didn't have to sacrifice anything for success, you know, and, and it was just it was it was fun to create that and that creating that the way I did gave me that solidity to know that, you know, I, I knew something about creating and to to then have that confidence to create it help others create it for themselves. So mm. you know, it, it was all a really, you know, none of it was wrong turns. I really believe that all of our lives are going along perfectly, believe it or not. And we just have to take our power back at any given moment in that trajectory and say, okay, this is what I want more. And bless that. And that's been a great learning or a great experience or a great, you know, 
catalyst to get me to some beliefs that I needed to change. And from here on out, I'm more empowered than ever, and I'm going to create a life I absolutely adore. I love that. Okay, so I remember reading something you said about, you know, you had gotten to this level of success with your business. You were, I think you were in the process of selling it and, and you were doing something to move into a new level of abundance that wasn't necessarily defined by money. And you had to work on, you, you sort of just passed through it. You just mentioned that you had to work on a whole new set of beliefs that might've gotten in the way. And I, I was curious, have you had a belief? Have you gotten to a belief that you were surprised that at that stage that you still had that particular belief? I'm always surprised. <laughs> it's like, I, I still uncover beliefs on a regular basis. Um, because as your, as your dream grows, and your dream will always grow. You may not, I don't want more houses now, I don't want more things, but I want more excitement, I want more passion, I want more intimacy, I want more depth, I want more spiritual connection, I want more belonging, I want more fun, I want more creativity. And so those come with, oh, you know, so the beliefs now are like, oh, really? Do you deserve all that after you've gotten all this? <laughs> you know, I mean, so you're always going to be human beings always will want more. And that's the best thing ever. Because the minute you say, I'm done, guess what? You're done. You know, there's no reason to stay on the planet because this isn't real. This is just you know, an illusion, a game we play to get good at this stuff. Mm. We've got a whole much bigger life on the other side, much, much bigger, like eons bigger than this one. So, you know, you need a dream. That's why you see so many people who retire take a decline in health mm. because, you know, they're like, oh, I, I finished, I finished everything. Now I just sit back and do nothing and relax and, you know go to Cabo or whatever it is. We need more than that. We need something to get us excited and passionate and, and growing. So I, I love that. And so you have a seven step process. Do you think it would be helpful? And now I've like thrown that out there for the listeners. So I kind of either I have to tell them what the steps are or you do. So what do you think is uh, helpful? Well, you know, when I, when I decided to write the map, which was the working name of the book for a while, and then I realized, you know, it is also the name of the book, The Map to Our Responsive Universe, where dreams really do come true. I sat down and asked my unseen friends to come and help me um, figure out something that you could, con you could expand, like look at from 40,000 feet and see that it applied to every creation under the sun or you know, hone in on it really tight and take one thing down to the tiniest detail. And in, in that expansion and contraction, in looking at it applied to every creation any person had ever, it would still have the answers. It would still be all the pieces of creation. And so they, they gave me, you know, I sat down with sticky notes and they gave me the map. And there's seven steps and the, the first and the last are kind of optional. Okay, so you see, you don't need them. They're just, um, they make things a lot easier. So the first step is recognize that you are divine. You know, there's a reason that you get this gift. Everyone has this gift of creating your own reality. It's because you've been given this gift by source. Call it what you want. I call it God, goddess, all that is, but whatever you want to call it. And you are a part of all that is, of source, of divinity. And so you deserve this gift. You can't not deserve it. You can't not deserve everything great. And so just, you know, taking a moment to own that and to realize that, yeah, you're not here by accident and you don't have this gift by accident. It's your birthright. And then the second step is desire. You know, what do you want? And people often say to me, I don't know what I want. That's the problem. And I say, no, that's the best thing ever. Because if you're not tied to what things look like, you can hone in on how things will feel. Mm -hmm. Just like when I sat in that meditation and listed out those feelings I wanted, 
you do that about everything in your life and you're going to allow the universe, as you said, Patty, deliver to you in the most expedient way, the most beautiful way, the quickest way, something that will make you feel that way. And so, you know, if you have specific things, that's fine, but also expand into non-specificity and that will really serve you well. And from there, you go into flowing some energy, okay? Because you don't just like have a dream, nail it on the wall, walk away, never think about it again. You're the real crux, and we probably should have said this from the beginning, the way your reality gets created isn't just by thoughts, it's by your emotion. So thoughts and emotions are linked together. And so of course, thoughts are important, but it's not the only thing. And that's why, you know, people who say, oh, I'm thinking positive and I'm getting crap, <laughs> you know, is because they're feeling negative. They're thinking about what they want and then feeling bad because they don't have it. And so they get more disappointment instead of the thing they want. And so, you know, your emotions are, are expressed in what you think about, certainly, but also your beliefs express emotion like 24-7 without even thinking about it. And so you have to get to those those underlying subconscious beliefs and change those so that you have all of your emotional body in alignment with your dream. And so that's that's the second step, third step, flowing energy. So you you do some techniques to to feel the way that you want to feel to bring that dream closer to you. And then the other part of, of flowing energy is to stop flowing energy towards the nightmare. And that's where it comes into, you know, taking a look at where you might fall off from that happy feeling place into self-pity, into martyr, into guilt, into judgment, you know, all those flow stoppers, I call them, that push the dream away. And, and of course, you know, the beliefs are a big part of that, that flow step. Um, then there comes taking action because you've got to bring it into the world, right? It's not just a head game. You live in a 3D reality. You have to take some action towards your dream. And then the next step is my favorite. Look for the signs of it manifesting. Yes. Wee! <laughs> I love that. It's, it's so much fun because if you do a powerful technique, within a couple of days, three at the outside, you will receive a sign that your energy has changed your reality. And it might be just a little sign, but you're going to get a sign. Mm -hmm. and that's so fun, right? Because then you know it's working. And you don't have to wait forever for the sign. But you do have to keep up the energy flow when you get the sign and realize that it's a sign. And some people, you know, see like somebody else getting what they want and don't realize that's a sign to you that you can get what you want. Yeah. And they go, oh, and they sink into despair. And of course, all that energy that they have flowed before kind of like gets evened out by this despair. So that's the looking for signs. And then, you know, sixth step is really looking at what am I doing in my emotional body when I'm not working on my dream? Okay, so maybe you work on your dream 10 minutes, 30 minutes a day, maybe five, maybe an hour a week, whatever it is. What do you do the rest of the time? Because your emotion is still creating your reality, even when you're not focused on your dream. So are you staying in joy? Are you staying in gratitude? Are you staying in that present moment, which it makes it easier to do both of those things? And are you spending some time just living as if you already have the dream? Because that's really, really powerful to do. The last step, again, optional, ask your unseen friends for help. You have scores of unseen friends, your soul, your higher self, two of the big ones that like walk every step with you, mm. God, goddess or source, um, angel guides, other counselors, you probably have special guides to help you with special things in your life. And they're all there waiting for you to ask. They can't interfere unless you ask. So, you know, it takes two seconds, ask them for help. And that's the seven steps. It goes, you know, there's a lot of detail in those steps, but um, to, when you, you know, you think about, I wanna spend five minutes today focused on my dream, you can, you know, look at the steps and say, okay, what one do I wanna do today? Let's, let's 
let's clarify that dream a little bit more. Let's flow some energy towards it. Let's let's take a look. Have I received any signs lately of this dream coming to me? What were they? Let me jot them down so I can remember them, so I can revisit in my success journal and let it buoy me and raise my energy field. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it it works. It works. It's worked for tens of thousands of people who have read the book. The book is free, by the way. Um, if you want to read it over a year's time on my website, so you can sign up for oh, 365 days yeah. to get email, or you can you can buy it outright, obviously. And but that, it, it does work. I would recommend for those of you listening, if you can buy the book. I know that you might be at a place where it's better for you to get it um, at no cost. But the thing is, there is energy to every thing that has creation and these books have amazing energy and one of the reasons I love it so much I read tons of books Bonnie I mean I read about three like personal development books a week or business development and then you know three or four fiction so I'm reading a lot and your books for me anyway everything's an individual experience what I love about them is they're they've got rich storytelling blend it with actionable activities that are not tedious. And that last part's important to me personally, because I think a lot of the spiritual books, like you mentioned the Seth books, I cannot read the Seth books, man. It's just, <laughs> I get that they were channeled, but oh, like, they, yeah, my eyes cross. But um, like your books are just that, that unique blend of, quality storytelling and healer magic and and practical tactical actionable tools so for those of you listening i just i can't recommend them highly enough and we have giveaway um bonnie has graciously given me a book that i the map to abundance that i can give away so for those of you listening we're going to have it in the show notes go to my facebook page and i will have up there Starting today, there will be a um, meme with the giveaway with a picture of the book and with Bonnie. And on that post, go ahead and post what you heard in this podcast that had the most meaning to you, what Bonnie shared with you that that triggered a thought, a new behavior, any change. If you got a sign by the time you get to that post, because I know that's happened for some of you already, probably this podcast gave you the sign you were looking for. Go ahead and post whatever it is that you want, and it doesn't help your chances of winning, but if you share the post, you'll just make me extra happy. So you could do that too. Um, okay, Bonnie, so I didn't ask you my questions yet, my key questions, which is, and I think you kind of gave some of the answers. How do you define wealth? I define wealth as freedom, freedom to do what you really want to do, not what your ego wants you to do, but what you really want to do, what your temperament wants you to do, to live the way you want to live, to have the life you want to have that most feeds your soul, that most makes you happy. And that, that you know, wealth can come to you a lot of different ways, sometimes through money, sometimes through opportunities, sometimes through people. But it's, it's, I think it's it's very similar to abundance. Even I looked at the dictionary because I'm like, hmm, is it the same as abundance? And, and you know, it said an abundance of valuable resources. So it's yeah. like, it's kind of the same in my mind. But yeah, having more than enough, more than enough of everything you want. Mm, I love that. And, you know, my reason for starting to ask that question, my whole reason for this podcast really was, I felt that, you know, this, this isn't necessarily a podcast for women. It's just that I think as women, we are fed a different socialization around money. And a lot of the def definition of wealth has been created by mass media, which has primarily been created by men. And, and I love men, you know, they hold the divine, they're the embodiment ideally of the divine masculine. And we've got both inside of us, but the, the definition of wealth I think most of us were fed growing up was that it had exclusively to do with money and that if you sacrificed other things for money that you were still pursuing wealth. And that's a lie that I think a lot of people are realizing isn't working for them. And it's causing a lot of the disease, it's causing a lot of the depression, it's causing a lot of the nonsense, you know? And so that was 
my goal was really to introduce people to to the teachers out there and the and the people out there that are doing the work of creating this other definition of wealth, this truer definition of wealth. And that was, you know, my reason for having you on here and also for asking the question. So the second question is, what do you think your purpose is? My purpose or purpose in general? Your purpose, your, you as a human embodiment of the divine, why are you here? Well, I, you know, my, um, my teacher is Lazarus, who is a, a channel entity I've been working with since, you know, you know, 30 years ago, 30 years ago. And he says that every person on the planet has two main focuses that are their purpose. One is to learn to consciously create success. And the other is to learn to have fun. Mm. So I absolutely, a thousand percent agree with that. And then each of us has five um, electives. Okay. So things that, that are individual to us that are also our purpose, but those top two are the most important ones. And, you know, I, I, I do think that my purpose um, beyond that, I've had some some growth that I had focused on this lifetime. And I also I firmly believe that my purpose and my destiny is that um, that I help empower people to create what they want to create. Yes, I love that. Okay, And I would say just as someone who is learning from you, Bonnie, I that would be what I would have felt was was your purpose, or at least that's the part that you're living out that I'm getting to enjoy the benefit of. So thank you. Thank you. So what advice do you have? I feel like you've already given so much good advice. Um, What advice do you have for the person that is pursuing wealth and whatever way they define it, and also looking to live their purpose and, and make sure that those two things are completely working at equal power? What what advice would you give them as they pursue this wealth with purpose? Well, it, it's my belief or knowing really that every person on this planet has something that is so individual and so special and so unique, a gift to bring. And that gift is something that will make them the happiest and the wealthiest if they believe it. And so, you know, when you say purpose and destiny, it, it gets me really excited because to me that equates with somebody living the life that is the absolute best one their soul could have imagined for them. Mm. Uh, but, 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 but most people don't believe they can do that, that it's possible, that they don't have to sacrifice, that they can figure out what this gift is. And those are all just beliefs. They're just beliefs. And so my advice would be, you know, start learning about how to get in touch with and change your beliefs. You will never do more valuable work in your entire life. Oh, so good. And that actually leads me to something I wanted to share with the listeners. So you have a gift. What is it? The 25 core money beliefs, negative money beliefs that we need to to kind of kill. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 not kill. Replace. <laughs> Replace. There we go. <laughs> I knew you were going to go with the energy of that word, but that was what was coming to my mind, Bonnie. <laughs> um, uh, tell them, we're going to put the link to those in the show notes. Tell them what they're going to get with that gift. Um, well, the map to abundance in, in the appendices are um, like 400 common held, commonly held beliefs about abundance. And I took the top 25 and put them in this document and also is in this document how to change the beliefs. So it didn't leave you out there with just, you know, oh my God, I have these and they're going to create horrible realities, but how to exactly how to change it. And if you want, anybody wants to know how to test yourself for beliefs that is in that book. And it's also on my website in a blog post. So um, you have all the resources you need to really start for, for no cost right now, you know, delving into where you need to be in order to follow your purpose. I love it. So now tell everyone where you want them to find you. Do you want them going to your social media, your website? 
Well, the website has a lot of information, livealifeyoulove.com. Um, I just recently started a, a private group on Facebook, and it is called Consciously Creating a Life You Love. And anybody who's really serious about creating, you can join that group. And um, there's a lot of discussion and questions and answers and prompts to to help people, um, you know, become even more. So those are probably the two best places. I'm on Instagram, um, I'm on Twitter, not real active there, Pinterest, but Facebook and the website. Perfect. And well, I have all of your uh, handles, so I will put those in the show notes. Well, Bonnie, I am so grateful to this time that you've given us. Tell me, is there any last thoughts you want to leave everyone with? Just know that you are, your power has no boundaries, no boundaries. There is nothing that you can imagine that you cannot create. And so, you know, you can ask for healing if something's stopping you from moving forward and you will get it but you have to do the work, hmm. you know, you have to do the work. There's no shortcut to doing the work. So it's there. It's right there for you. Go for it. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Bonnie. And everyone, please check out Bonnie's books. I really, I cannot stress this much, how much I love, love, love them. You will, anyone you get your hands on, you are going to adore and it's going to make a difference in your life. So go get them. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Oh, thank you, Patty. This was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. Me too. Me too. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth and Purpose Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found us. It fills my heart when I read a review and helps us reach many more people. So thank you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.